Ah, uh, well, good morning, good morning, everybody. Are you excited to be in church this morning? Awesome. Well, I'm just going to continue talking about uh, one of my favorite subjects. I love talking about the Holy Spirit, so it's going to be along those lines. <clears throat> For the the last few months, my husband and I, um, I heard about this uh, company that basically delivers food called HelloFresh. Shameless plug for them. Um, and so uh, if you know me, I don't like to cook, okay? I don't like to cook. I used to have a pillow on my bed that says the only, the only thing I know how to make is reservations. Um, and, you know, but as I got older, I was like, I wanted to eat healthy. And, and so because I wanted to eat healthy, I had, you know, I was like, all right, I'm in the kitchen and I actually can make some pretty decent dishes now. I will say myself. Um, but it's not something I like. Okay. So, I mean, I'll do it cause I want to eat healthy, but I don't like it. And so I found this company, HelloFresh and they like deliver the food for you. I was like, sweet. So the first week I opened the bags. I'm so excited. Open the bags. And isn't it all raw content? Like a full carrot, okay? A full thing of broccoli. I'm like, dude, I buy the chopped carrots, okay? I'm, what am I supposed to do with this right now? It's like raw, chicken's raw, everything. Chop the parsley, chop the garlic. I buy chopped garlic, people. Like, I'm looking at this, and it's like a whole little recipe with pictures of what you're supposed to do. I'm like, oh, Jesus, help me. So I attempt this. I clear everything off. I give myself two hours because it said 35 minutes. So I clear everything. I am in the midst of this, and I start doing this, and it turns out it's pretty good. So my husband's like, yeah, let's do this again. Oh, so nice for you to say. So I, I, I'm signed up now. Here comes the next week, you know? And, and it was like by week two, I remember Terry walked into the kitchen one time, and stuff's everywhere. And of course, you've got to set timers. This has got to go for this long. And while they say, while this is doing, do this. I'm like, really? So I've got this going. I've got the timer going. I've got smoke going. I think I can smell something burning. I'm chopping stuff. I've got the dog. He walks in. He's like, hi, honey. He's like, can I help you with anything? How you doing? I'm like, my hair's like, what do you mean? How am I doing? You know, <laughs> because you know what? It's just not my natural gifting. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? You probably have that friend that, that maybe they're just like not very good with maybe administration or organization. And you know, you look at them, you're like, it's just not, it's just not their natural gifting. You know, they just, what are we saying? They weren't born with it, right? Or, you know, probably you've got that person that you sometimes you sit next to in church and they bless them. They love to sing on the top of their lungs. And you're like, oh, sweetie, sweetie, leave the singing to Drea, you know, cause this is just, you know, you're just, it's just not, it's not, it's not your natural talent, right? It's not your natural gifting is what we're saying. So what are we saying to somebody? We're saying, oh, that's what you're born with, right? And so we realize that along the way, people are born with different talents, different giftings. And who do you think gives those talents and giftings to you? God. God does. He actually tells us this. If you look at James chapter 1 and verse 17, James chapter 1 and verse 17, it says, every good and perfect gift is from above. And comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good gift in your life, everything you can think of, you're like, well, I just have a, I just have a natural talent for that. I'm just more gifted in this area. Guess what? It's from God. And he expects you to give him glory with it. So we give him thanks. We thank him, Father, thank you for these gifts. Whatever is good in your life, you can thank him for and know where it came from. Um, I remember my dad telling me this story um, when my brother was just about seven years old and my dad was in the bathroom trying to fix something in the shower and he had been in there, bless him, for like hours trying to get this thing fixed and my brother Hayne had come in and he was just watching my dad do everything for a while and then he finally like picked up the pieces on the floor and started putting them together and in like five minutes he said, no dad, not like that, like this. And my dad knew he was in trouble. <laughs> he was like, he's born with it, right? Today, that's what my brother does. He can put anything together, take anything apart. But there he was at seven, you know, outsmarting the dad in, in, the, in the stuff. Today, now dad knows. He just calls, hey, can you come fix this, you know? So uh, it's just, it's, there, it's your gifting. It's what you're born with. We all have talents and we all have gifts. And just like when you're born into the natural world that you get gifts and talents, when you get born again, and you get baptized into the Holy Spirit, you get a whole nother set of gifts. 
These gifts are a whole lot more awesome. They're given to you by the Holy Spirit. And these are what we call spiritual gifts, or we call them gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I can't possibly go into depth on all of the gifts. Uh, In Bible college, we take six weeks, six lessons, just to cover the gifts, all right? So we go a lot more in depth in there. We explain a lot more. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, enrollment is coming up in the next month, okay? So sign up for Bible college. So we're going to touch on some stuff today. Uh, But there are many gifts listed in the Bible. And Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, talks about the gifts most frequently, and he talks about them in different ways and in different letters. Um, He he wrote to the church in Rome. Most of Paul's stuff was a letter to a church in a city. So when he wrote to the church in Rome, that book is called Romans. And here he mentions these gifts. If you look at Romans chapter 12 and verse 4, this is what he says. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, if it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So here, he kind of mixes in some ministry gifts with some of the other gifts that are present in our life. And you see that uh, something like giving can be a gift. Something like leading can be a gift. People say, oh, you know, you have this natural ability. People follow you. They, you lead by example. Those kinds of things. Those are just, or some people are, have the gift of encouragement. Uh, and I see this a lot too. People are able to encourage, send a text, hey, I was praying for you, this is how I felt, and it's really encouraging, or say a word to you, and it can really change your whole day. That's, that's an awesome gift. So mustn't overlook different gifts and say, well, I don't have that gift, or I don't have this gift. He's comparing it to a body. You know, if suddenly our, our eye said, I don't want to be an eye, I want it to be the mouth, and decides, you know, to stop working, you're like, wait, I need, I need you though. You know, Every single part of of God's body is important. And all the gifts are for each other. We all work together and help each other to be a stronger body in Christ. So Paul goes on to write another letter, and he wrote it to the church at Corinth. And this, of course, we call the book of Corinthians, which he wrote two letters to the Corinthians. See, you're learning something and you weren't even planning to today. Uh, So here are what we call the ministry gifts. So let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Say each one. You're in each one. Okay? So remember that. You're in each one. Each one is given a gift. Let's see. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healings. By the same Spirit, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, different kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. By one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Again, he's pointing out each one twice in that. He doesn't want people to read that and go, oh, that's just for the pastoral staff. No, it said each one. It didn't say for the leadership. It said each one. So you should be looking for the Holy Spirit to give you those gifts. My understanding is that they all reside inside of us and that as it's needed, one can rise up. You might need the word of wisdom in a moment. You might need the gift of faith if you're in a situation. So we're going to go on to the next slide. I kind of wrote these down for you. This is ever so brief, uh, an example of the supernatural uh, gifts uh, explanation. We'll put them all up at the same time. That's no problem. It's a little bit small. But anyway, so first of all, tongues. The first one is tongues, and that is delivered to an audience by unction. So if we were in a P3 service and somebody felt an unction of the Holy Spirit, they would come up, I would give them the mic, and they would say a, uh, they would say a tongue, and then what would need to be followed is an interpretation, okay? So at that point, somebody else will say, okay, I feel like I've got what the Lord wants to say, because it's, it's, no, it's, it's pointless if somebody says the tongues as a word and then there's no 
interpretation. Do so you understand? So that's what the other one is. That is different than your own personal prayer language. When you get baptized into the Holy Spirit, Jesus does the work. You get your own gift, your own gift. That's your own prayer language. You should be able to pray in tongues. Every Christian should be able to. Okay, it's your own gift. Don't confuse the two. I can decide if we're standing in a prayer meeting right here to pray in tongues out loud. It doesn't need an interpretation. But if I'm here on the stage and in the middle of my preaching, I start speaking in tongues just directly at you, you'd be like, okay, where's the interpretation? Okay, you know what I'm saying? It's not during ministry time. That's different. So that's what that means. The next is prophecy. And prophecy is to encourage, uplift, comfort, and exhort. So, uh, a lot of times you might not notice, but when I get up in a transition from the worship to the time I start doing the announcements, a lot of times the Lord will give me a word of encouragement for the congregation. So I might just say, God is touching you right now where you sit. He, somebody is, is dealing with somebody. He's healing you. God loves you. He's ministering to you. Those things are prophetic words. And somebody, you can go up to somebody else and you can say to them, you know, God's got a plan for your life. He's got, he's got good things he wants to, plan, to do for you. He's, he's opening doors for you. Guess what? You you're prophesying over their life because you're speaking God's word over them, okay? So it doesn't have to be something, uh, you know, out there and spooky, spiritual. Don't get carried away. The next is the gift of faith. The gift of faith is used mostly, I want to say mostly, not always, mostly in times of danger. Easiest example is Daniel in the lion's den. When he was thrown in, the gift of faith worked to keep the lion's mouth shut. Okay, when Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego were in the fire, the flames, the gift of faith was an operation. So you see the gift of faith in a lot of times. You hear stories about uh, uh, people who run orphanages and praying and believing God for finances to feed the children and supernatural provision comes. Yes, there's miracles, but sometimes they step over and God allows them to walk in the gift of faith to, to that to be fulfilled. The next one is the working of miracles. Uh, there's many, many, there's many examples of miracles. An easy one, though, is the parting of the Red Sea, okay? The multiplying of the fish and the loaves. All these things are miracles. So you might need a miracle in your life. You might need some debt canceled. You might need, uh, you know, so, some favor in a, in, a, in a business dealing or in a relationship matter. You might need a miracle. It doesn't necessarily have to be a healing. It could be a variety of things that could be a miracle, all right? And God is in the business of miracles. I always say, if you believe the Big Bang and creation, that's a miracle, all right? That the fact that everything came out of nothing, that's a miracle. So we believe in miracles, Christians, just so you're clear. Um, the next one, if we put it up, is the word, okay, is the gifts of healings. Jesus wants every single person healed. So, and the Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Will recover means I could pray for you right now. And as the days go by, instead of it taking you two weeks to recover, you feel better in three days. That was Jesus. That was healing that you're walking in, your faith operating with mine, and you were healed. However, if you come up front right here and you've got a tumor on the side of your neck and we pray and it instantaneously disappears, that's called the gifts of healings. It's an instant miracle, instant change, all right? So just to help you separate the two. But uh, so we still pray for people because the Bible says lay hands on sick and they will recover. So we're going to shorten that time of whatever the, the devil wants to try and keep you suffering. All right, the next one is a word of wisdom. This is a wisdom that you don't have that God gives you a little... A slice of, of his wisdom for a situation that you need wisdom on that's in the, in, in the future. You need a decision. You need something happen, and God gives somebody a word of wisdom for you, and you're like, that's the answer. Thank you. You know, so that's what that is. Um, the next is a word of knowledge. This is, again, knowledge that you don't have. It's not saying you're super smart in math and you have the answer. No, it's, a, it's knowledge that you don't have about a situation. Usually God gives it to you so that the person listening their faith rises and they feel that, wow, God knows what I'm going through, all right? Everything is for the body to help the body. The last one is the discerning of spirits. And this just really um, is, in the shortest way I can explain it, is helping people discern between good and evil. And this is not, don't go around and say, I have the gift of discernment. Okay, I can tell what, you know, what's going on in your life. You know, they, you know that person. No, it's not that. It's, be, it's being able to literally see in the spirit realm between evil spirits and good spirits, Okay. So the Holy Spirit gives all of these gifts to us for others. The Holy Spirit gives all of these gifts to us for others. So you should be 
asking the Holy Spirit that you, God, help, help me, Holy Spirit. Everybody I talk to, help me, Holy Spirit. Um, a few years ago, I was praying for a lady. People came down front for prayer. A lady came up. She came up for a migraine. And I had actually prayed over this lady in particular for migraines before. And so usually when somebody walks up to me uh, to pray, uh, sometimes they'll tell me what it is, you know, okay, or sometimes they won't. But I always begin by praying in the Spirit. So I begin praying in tongues because I need to quiet myself and I need my spirit to talk to the Holy Spirit. So my, my spirit is talking with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is downloading back into me. So in that moment, I'm quietening myself to see what I need to pray. And as I did this, I began to pray in the spirit. I, I sensed in my spirit the way to understand you how God speaks to me or the Holy Spirit speaks to me is a lot of times I'll get a sense. I don't necessarily have the word unforgiveness flash across my eyes, but some people do. So I'm not saying that's not the way, that's just not the way he speaks to me. He speaks to me like this. If I had to say to you the movie Titanic, did you instantly get a sense of the movie for those of you who have seen it? I didn't need to say Leonardo DiCaprio on a boat that's not, you know, you don't need to. You instantly understood the whole meaning, right? So that's how the Holy Spirit speaks to me. I get a sense and I have to then put it in my English words. So I said to her, I sense unforgiveness. Do you have any unforgiveness, severe unforgiveness that you're holding? And she instantly broke down and began to cry and began to share with me what, what, was ha- what happened in her life and what she was holding on to. And, and I was able to minister to her and I would say, unforgiveness is a door to the enemy. So the fact that you're holding on to this, the enemy is able to come in with sickness. He's able to come in with the migraine. That's why you can't get rid of it because the migraine is not the root that unforgiveness is. And she realized, and she broke down and repented, asked God to forgive her. Once she, we had done that, now I prayed and took authority over the migraine. She's never had one since. Isn't that awesome? So that is a word of knowledge, and that was needed. Because I could keep praying for her every month for the migraines, but God wants to heal people. And sometimes they don't realize what the cause of their sickness is, right? So it, a word of knowledge is very, very important. So the gifts, like I said, the gifts don't work for you. They work for others. Um, but you know, how will you know what gifts you're able to walk in if you don't try? So you, this is the part where you have to step out. You have to be bold enough to talk to somebody, to pray with somebody. When I talk to somebody, even, you know, over lunch, I will prepare my heart before I go. And I'll say, Holy Spirit, if you want me to give them a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, I'll be sensitive. And if somebody's busy sharing with me something personal that's going on in their life, I'll quiet myself. Because my Cindy reaction will be like, oh, da-da-da-da, and da-da-da, and let me fix that, and let me help you. And, I'm, you know, and I'll go right into a Cindy mode of like trying to, in the natural, give them all the advice they want. You know? But I will quiet myself in my spirit to see if the Holy Spirit wants to say something to them. And trust that unction like, okay, Lord, are you trying to encourage them? How are you trying to speak to them? But you're going to have to just step out and try. You're just going to have to give it a go. Pray for somebody. Maybe if you know somebody's sick in the audience and you, a friend of yours just go up and say, you know what? After church, I want to pray for your leg or whatever it is. I'm going to trust God for a miracle. And you can trust the Holy Spirit to move, and you never know. A, a gift of healing might operate, or working of miracles might operate, all right? But you're not going to know until you step out and try. The Holy Spirit can't w- work through you if you stay in your seat, okay? He's not going to throw you across the room to go pray for somebody, all right? So he, he expects you to step out and be bold. Because let's be honest, we come to church to be equipped to be empowered, uh, to be encouraged, and, 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 and so that we can walk the life God's called us to walk in victory, in power. But sometimes we come to church and we need a miracle. Sometimes we come to church and we need a word. We need a word of wisdom. God, I need, I need, I need an answer today. I need something, Lord. And so when that person comes, you should be able to receive it here. You should be able to say, man, I really have, I need an answer to this prayer. I need an answer. I'm going to the promised church because I know somebody in the audience, if not just the pastors, will come and give me that. We can't, we are expecting to grow and expand, folks. Whereas the church gets bigger, we can't expect every single person to come directly to the pastoral staff for a word. You need to get sensitive to the point where you're like, okay, all right, God, I'm coming to church. Uh, I don't need anything today, God. So I'm coming expecting, who can I, who can I minister to? Who can I give a word to? Lord, use me today. And that's how we should come because we are the feet, the hands, and the mouth of Jesus here, right? Amen? Um, Back in 2018, I was invited um, 
to be a <clears throat> the keynote speaker at a woman's retreat. <clears throat> I didn't know anything about the ladies. I only knew two ladies. All I was told was to, you know, keep the Holy Spirit on the down low. Really don't speak in tongues on the mic. That was the wrong thing to tell me. <clears throat> I will have you know that the senior pastor's wife left filled with the Holy Spirit. So, but, uh, um, I was ministering, I, well, I was, it was about the second night I was ministering and at the end of uh, what I was done preaching, I called for women. Uh, I can't remember the exact call, but it was like, you want to touch the Lord, come down. It was kind of specific to what I'd been preaching. And so women came down and <clears throat> lined the front and I kept the microphone in my hand and, uh, I began, you know, I, I began to pray in the spirit. I'm praying on the spirit on the mic because I'm waiting for the interpretation, right? So, so then I begin, Holy Spirit begins to work and give me prophetic words. And it's a lot different when you have no idea who these people are, you know, uh, I don't know them. I don't know what they're going through. So I'm saying it on the mic. So people in the audience and I'll hear people start clapping and cheering or what I'm prophesying over them. God's going to do this. or I see you doing this. or I see this. And so I'm like, okay, that's great. And so now the line is getting longer and longer and more women are coming down front because they're like, okay, this is obviously you know so I, I've done like two laps now for women that were super skeptical now I've got like three lines of people and I remember I gotten and by this point so many ladies are crying and weeping and they're you know just so hungry and I walk over to this one lady <clears throat> and I opened my eyes and that was probably the wrong thing to do because she was very stern looking okay she was she was standing like this and she had this look and this the, as soon as I opened my eyes I sensed like this, this feeling, you know, like sometimes like, you know, if you pray for somebody and their prayers bounce right off you, that's, I walked up, I was like, Ooh, okay. I was like, don't be scared. Don't be scared. You know, <laughs> you know? And so uh, I was like, okay, Lord, I don't know what she needs, you know? And she's standing like this. And instantly I heard sensed touch her hands. So sometimes God will give you a command and then he'll give you the rest. Once you step out, he wants to see if you're going to do it. So I just, put my hands on her hands. And as soon as I did that, God gave me prophetic words. And I began to say, you're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. You're going to get them from the point of death and you're going to be able to speak life into them. I see you ministering, speaking life, reaching people in their last minute. And she just breaks. This strong woman just crumples and begins to sob, right? <clears throat> so when I was done, I was like, okay, good. Okay. You know, <laughs> thank you, Jesus, whatever that was. Uh, <clears throat> so you move on and the end of the night, she was sitting at the front row, still weeping. So I walked up and I sat down next to her. And I said, can I, can I ask, you know, what, what was the word? And she said, I've never had anybody lay hands on me. I'm very, very skeptical. Big surprise. Uh, she said, I'm very, very skeptical. I've never had anybody lay hands on me. And she said, I, was, I wasn't unsure. I wasn't sure if what was happening was God or not up front. But she said, I, I so desperately also wanted a touch from God. I didn't want to miss it if it was real. And she said, and I walked down front and she said, what you don't know is I'm a nurse and I see people at the, at the, on their way out, and I have such a compassion for them. And I go, God, I just want to see them healed. I just want to be able to pray for these people. She's like, and you touched my hands and prophesied that over that me. And she's like, I knew instantly it was God. Isn't that awesome? <clears throat> so there you go. So that's trusting, that's trusting the Holy Spirit to just follow the leading. Just do what he says. Something as simple as touching somebody's hands was exactly what she needed to hear. It's not out there and weird and in space or whatever. It doesn't have to be crazy. It just has to be a word from God for them. And guess what? Her life was forever changed. Because that prophetic word, you get a prophetic word like that, you can hold on to. And you r remind yourself every time, no, this is what God said about me. So I'm going to believe for the miracles. I'm going to step out and trust him for it. We need to just get bolder. We need to get bolder. Say this, Lord, use me. I promise I will do whatever you ask me to. I will step out in faith. And you know, <clears throat> if you're wanting to step out in faith, a good, way, a good place to do it, we encourage people, is P3. 
We have a P3 service once a month, a Holy Spirit service. And it's a, it's a safe environment. It's a place where you can say, Holy Spirit, do you have a word that I can go give to somebody? And then you, you wait and you sense, and maybe the Holy Spirit will put someone, put a person's face in your mind or give you a little word, and you walk over and you just say, I, I, I feel like I've got a word for you from the Lord. And you just give it to them, as simple as that. And we ha- we're having that happen a lot. P3 service, I had so many different people giving people words, coming up and telling me what they gave. And because I know a lot of what's going on in people's lives sometimes, I can also tell how accurate the word was. And it's so awesome to see God using you and you feel you understand that you're a vital part of this. This is a vital part of the Christian life. This is not an option. This is not, oh, I don't know about that Holy Spirit stuff. I'm just, I'm good with going to heaven. No, it's a necessity for you to walk as a victorious Christian and actually care about the people around you that need help, that need a word from God. When you, trust me, when you get used by God, it's the other person feels amazing, but you feel doubly amazing. You're like, what just happened? That's so cool. God used me, you know, and that's what he wants. And they become, he becomes more real to you. He becomes more real to them. And that's the way the body of Christ is supposed to be. So I'll tell you a couple more um, testimonies from my own life. There was a, a grandmother of a, a, of a guy that was a young adult in our church. Um, I think it was 2018 as well, maybe 2019. Uh, oh, no, 2019. And uh, they, she came to visit. She was from out of town. And she came to visit him. And uh, Apostle Henry was preaching that day. And as you know, at our church afterwards, he called the pastors forward and said, anybody that needs healing, come down and we'll pray for you, as per usual. And so... I was having a very down day, okay? Now, you probably think, you're a pastor. How can you have that? So I come down forward, and I'm struggling, right? So I get down front, and I literally say these words in my mind. I see this lady walking towards me, and people look, because there was people coming down for everybody. So I, I see this lady coming towards me, and I go, please let it be an easy one. you know, like a headache. So she gets in front of me and I said, hi, can I pray for something? She's like, yeah, I've got stage four cancer. (laughs) Seriously, God, didn't you hear my, I need an easy one, you know? And uh, in that moment, I realized Pastor Henry had just preached a very powerful sermon on the name of Jesus, the power in the name of Jesus. And there's a great scripture in Acts chapter 3, verse 16. What's happened is Peter and John have just healed the lame man, okay? They walk out, <clears throat> they heal the lame man, and they say this. And in Acts 3, verse 16, sorry. And in his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. So what are they saying? They're saying, so Jesus' name is the thing that does the miracles, is the thing that has the power, is the thing that brings the deliverance. It's Jesus' name. But our part, part two, says, and having faith in his name. Because you can... Uh, you can say, I'm sure the devil could say the name of Jesus and doesn't do anything. There's a lot of people that can say the name of Jesus. We see it all the time. They say it blasphemous and it has no power, right? You have to have faith in the name that something's going to happen. So now I'm standing in front of this lady with stage four cancer. I asked her a few questions. I deduced that she's a woman of faith. She is standing and trusting God for her healing. And so in that moment, I was like, it's not about me, God. It's about you. So I quiet myself and I begin to pray in the spirit and I begin to pray and I begin to focus on the name of Jesus and the power and what he did on the cross. It's not about me. It's about you. And as I begin to pray in the spirit, a boldness comes over me like few times I've experienced in my life. And I begin to take authority over the cancer, the spirit of death, and I curse it back to hell where it came from. And I call healing to come. And by the time I was done with that prayer, I said, in Jesus' name, we're done. I knew she was healed. I knew she was healed. She had a doctor's appointment four days later that Thursday. She Facebooked me the, me- uh, well, actually her, long story, who Facebooked me the message of what she wrote. But she sent me the whole message. She went to see the doctor. The doctor was amazed. He couldn't believe what was happening. The cancer was regressing. The cells were dying. The white blood count cell was through the roof. He's like, I don't understand what's happened. You've literally gone back a whole stage. Your body is healing miraculously. And she just smiled and she said, yes, miraculously. 
And she got totally healed. And that's, I know, it was like glory to God. You go give the Lord a, a round of applause for that. I mean, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> See, it's, it's in that moment where, where we realize it's not about me. It's not how I feel in this moment. Because a lot of the time, you don't feel like praying for anybody, right? You know, uh, when, when uh, Frank, when we got the call for Frank, we had so much going on around us that particular day. I was literally, if there's such a thing as hanging by a thread, that's where I was with everything going on. But when I got that call about Frank, well, you know what I did? As I stepped outside of my weakness humanity, and I said, my spirit man is strong. And my spirit man believes in the name of Jesus. And I began to pray and I began to release that anointing onto them because it's not about me in that moment. It's about the spirit of God. It's about the name of Jesus. And then when I was done, then I went back to my weakness and my frailty and my chaos. Okay. So (laughs) I'm saying you don't have to be go, Oh man, I just don't feel like I can do it. It's not about how you feel your spirit man inside of you. He's, he's fine. He's strong or she's strong. All right. So uh, this is my last story, and I'm gonna, um, we're going to do some awesome stuff here at the end. We had a, a young adult um, girl in our church years ago who had come out of, out of drug addiction, bad drug addiction. And she'd gotten clean and been serving the Lord, and she was doing really well for, for about a year. And then um, slowly things started happening, started getting with the wrong crowd again. Didn't pick up the drugs, but the drinking kind of lifestyle and kind of just pulled her away from church. She would come maybe once every three months. And I could tell the light in her eyes was gone. You know, she was just changing so much. And um, so she wasn't, she wasn't into the drugs, but she'd gotten back into that party lifestyle. And then months went by, and I didn't see her. And then one Sunday, uh, she came into the service. And uh, I... I knew she was here because we were running two services there before COVID. And I had seen her, I was standing down front and I had seen her walk to the bathroom past me. So I knew she was in the service. And we were in the middle of worship and suddenly I saw something. I'm going to tell you what I saw in a second. It flashed and so sometimes it will show me pictures. And I saw these pictures and I got the sense, I knew what it was. I was like, okay, God, wow, that's a pretty powerful word. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go back now. The song's finishing. I'll go back now and, and talk to her about it. Because a lot of times I'll do stuff privately. You'll see me drop the microphone as I'm talking to somebody. You know, sometimes it's the way. It's, but sometimes I think the Holy Spirit wants us to say it on the mic because he wants other people to hear that God's ministering to people. And so as I'm about to go, for, go tell her, I hear the Holy Spirit, no, tell her on the microphone. I was like, seriously, in front of everybody, God? Do you know what word you just gave me? That's pretty strong. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so I was like, okay, we're going to do this. So, um, and it was the second service, and I, I got up on the stage and cl- cl- cried the music, and I just, and I said, I've got a word for somebody, and I said her name. And uh, she looked up at me, and I said, I saw what I, what I know is Jesus. I didn't see his face, but I knew. You just know in the, in the vision it's Jesus. And I saw you standing next to him, and you're looking in a hole that's six feet deep, and at the bottom is a wooden coffin, like an old wooden coffin. And you're standing staring at it, very unemotional about what you're seeing. And I said, I see Jesus pick up a shovel, and behind him is this big thing of dirt. And he begins to take the shovel, and he's throwing the dirt onto the coffin. And, and she's standing there in the vision kind of like, you know, like un, not really emotional. But then it looks like she starts to kind of feel bad. So she starts to like try and grab the sand with her hands to throw some in to help. And he, I just see Jesus' hands stop her. Stop. And when you look back, the whole thing was covered. It was just green grass as far as you could see. And I said, God said that he's doing a work. He's covering your shame and whatever else, and the work he's doing only he can do, and when he's done, there'll be no remnants left of it. Well, she began to cry. She comes to me after the service, and she says, you know, I've been clean off drugs, but on Wednesday or Thursday, whatever the day was, she said, I I shot up, and usually when people have been sober for a long time and they do it, they have bad results. And she said, I immediately overdosed very shortly after taking it. I did it in my car. I walked into work 
and she overdosed and died. The only reason that she was alive is she was at work and they immediately called 911. But she overdosed and died on that Wednesday or Thursday. They called 911, they revived her. And the people that she was staying with, they were staying with, they said, you've got to come to church if you stay with us. And they brought her to church, and God gave her that word. Wow. Powerful, huh? See, that's what the word can give to somebody. It's a tough word to, to stand on the stage. You don't know what I'm saying. You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And, and, and for sure, sometimes I, I'm, I'm sure humanity gets in and I'm, I might miss it or I might say this, but I'd rather step out and try and be right. And if I'm not right, you can be like, oh, I'm not sure if that's for me. That's okay. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to be sensitive, right? Uh, I'm just a, a vessel. I'm not perfect. I'm not pure. So sometimes you're going to get the humanity and you have to learn to go, okay, you know, I think that partially wasn't for me. That was, but rather step out and try. Let the word, let God work through you. Don't, you know, does it take faith to step out and courage? Oh yeah. It takes a lot. But when you tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I'm going to have the faith. I'm going to step out and do it because guess what? God wants to confirm his word with signs and wonders. That's what the Bible says. He wants to confirm his word with power and with signs and wonders. So how do we operate in these gifts? How do we do this? Three things. Number one, love God and love his people. Everything stems from love. The Bible says if you have not love, you have nothing. It doesn't matter if you have the faith to move mountains. you got to have love. And most people love Jesus. That's why you're here. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. But do you love people? See, because people are his children. And he loves them so much. So if you can ask God, God, show me how you see this person. Let me see how you see this person so I can love them. When you start to love people around you, you'll start to be drawn to them and want to help them and want to give a word for them. So love is number one. The number two thing is surrender. It requires complete surrender. If you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet, I'm going to give you an opportunity in a little bit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. The only thing that's keeping you from doing that is surrender. The only thing is like, I don't know, is that weird? It's the whole mentality. If I, if I said to you, hey, come down front, I'm going to teach you. When I pray for you, by the time you're done, you're going to speak French fluently. You'd be like, sweet, nice. What I'm telling you is come down front, I'm going to give you a language you're going to speak fluently that only God can understand and, you can under, and only you can speak to God Almighty with it. I don't understand why there isn't a line out the door, you know, because that's what you get, an instantaneous language that's a gift from God. It requires surrender. Why does it require surrender? Because the Holy Spirit wants to fill you to overflowing, and he wants to use you, and he wants you to speak out, and he wants you to touch people. But in order to do that, you have to surrender. You have to lay down your pride, your thoughts, your whatever, your busy schedule, and say, God, I'm going to make time to do this, to stop and to minister to this person or whatever it might be. And the third thing is obedience and faith. Be obedient to his will, obedient to what he's asking you to do, and then have faith. Have the faith that it's not about you, that the power is in the name of Jesus. Have faith that the Spirit of God lives in you and speaks through you, and the Holy Spirit is in you. So when you step out and do something that he wants you to do, guess what? He's going to show up in a mighty way. It's not about you. It's about him. So get out of your heads about that. It's always the Holy Spirit, and he wants to empower you, and he wants to use you. And, you know, this is uh, the way we're going to, what we're going to do here today is uh, I'm going to ask people just to stand in their seats. I'm not going to bring you down front. But as I say, God wants to always confirm his words with signs and wonders and miracles. And people come to church sometimes needing a miracle, needing the gifts of healing to work, needing a, a word from God. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is, in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up in your seats. You don't need the hands laid on you, okay? The gifts can operate. There's no distance in the anointing. We have people that watch online that write to us every week telling us how they just reached out at the same time when the prayer was given and they were instantly healed or a miracle took place in their life or the pain left. So if you're watching at home and you've got a problem, you've got an issue, I want you to reach out at the same time too. I want you to engage your faith. Don't tune out. Engage your faith right now. Because I've been preparing my heart and the Lord has spoken to me and said he's going to move in a mighty way today. That's what he wants to do because the gifts of healing 
here. I understand the authority I walk in. I understand the giftings and the anointing in my life. And I also understand how to release that. And we've been doing that all morning. The prayer meeting set the tone. The worship set the tone. The Holy Spirit is here and wants to, to, to minister to you. So it doesn't matter if you said, oh, well, I've already prayed about this situation and I'm, I've already, I'm standing in faith. If the gifts operate, it supersedes that. Okay? So it doesn't matter if you're like, I've already prayed for this. Uh, I don't know if I should stand. Yes, stand. Trust God for a miracle today. So if you need a miracle, I don't care what it is, stand to your feet. If you need gifts of healing to operate, stand to your feet. You need something. You don't need to tell anybody. We don't need to ask anybody. You're just going to engage with the Spirit of God. You're going to engage with the, the name of Jesus. You're going to believe that this is the power operating in God. So you need that miracle? We'll have the lights just a little higher than that, please, for me, so I can just see. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come with your gifts. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come with your gifts. Father God, I thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. I thank you for Jesus, Father, that took, took all those stripes on the cross so that we could be healed, Father. That he took all of our, our anxiety, all of our, all of our pain, all of our depression, all of the, the torture he took so that we could be healed and whole, Father. And Jesus, I thank you for sending your precious Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I ask that you come right now with your gifts, all your gifts right now and minister to your children as they stand in the name of Jesus. Lord, I release the gifts of healings right now in the name of Jesus. I release the miracles that they're wanting for, that financial breakthrough right now in the name of Jesus. The door is opening. The finances are coming in the name of Jesus. I release that miracle in that relationship that's been holding you back. I release it. I release the peace of God in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your word that's coming to them now. I thank you for the word of wisdom that even now as they walk out the door, Father, that you would give them the answer to the prayer, that you'd give them the answer to what they're asking you for, Lord, that, that they would give all glory to you and know that it's you, Father, that brought the miracle. It's you right now. Thank you, Jesus, for healing them. I thank you for what you've already done on the cross for us. So we receive the gifts, Holy Spirit. We receive your gifts right now. And I thank you, God, for touching people right now where they stand, right now where they stand. Receive that healing. Receive that miracle receive that gift from God thank you Jesus thank you for touching them right now where they stand thank you Lord thank you Lord for open doors open doors for favor like never before Lord favor like never before it's like angels are commissioned they're pouring it out on you right now I see it being poured out on your life right now in the name of Jesus that little baby is being touched in the name of Jesus healing is coming in the name of Jesus I thank you Father for that broken heart that you're healing and mending oh I see the deliverance coming somebody's being tormented in their mind you've been tormented with dark thoughts that continued I speak against that in the name of Jesus. I release the anointing to you right now. I release the peace of God into your life. And I call the peace of God. I call the joy of God. I thank you for that new job opportunity, Lord. I thank you for that job opportunity that you're bringing to them. I see that unity in the marriage that's being restored right now. As you've surrendered to God, as you stand for a miracle, I see that unity being restored. I see a new love being birthed. I thank you, I thank you, Father. I see those those prayers going up for those desperately wanting a spouse, Father. I thank you for the for the husband and wife of God that you're sending them, Lord. Manifesting now, Father, this year that you're answering their prayers, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say, I receive it. I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive it. Take that. Take that. Take that. Take that. I receive it in Jesus' name. It's done. It's done in Jesus' name. It's done in Jesus' name. There's something else the Holy Spirit <clears throat> prompted me to do today, and that is, if you haven't received the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, that's okay. I want you to come down front right here. Holy Spirit will touch you. Jesus will fill you with the Holy Spirit, and you'll be speaking in tongues before you leave this place. The anointing is here. The presence of God is here. Just come right down front. Just tell us. The other thing that the Holy Spirit told me to, to pray for is that 
there's, there's people here that have been crying out to God that have been trying to do what I've actually been telling today. You're sitting there saying, yeah, God, I've been trying to do it. I've been trying to step out, Lord. I've been trying to do it. And what the Holy Spirit wants me to do today is I want you to come forward. I'm going to release the anointing. See, there's there's an impartation that can be done. There's a releasing that can be done. It's not me. It's the anointing of God. And when you're close to the anointing, things will rise up. It's when you get close to people who operate in those gifts, you'll operate easier, okay? So this is a specific call. This is a call for those people who know that they operate in things. They've been trying. They've been working on it. And you are just wanting more. You want that fire. You want that, God, I want to hear more clearly. I need that. I want you to come down front because God's going to, we're going to, we're going to, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's going to work through you and his touch you and he's going to ignite something in you today. We're going to expand that we're going to see more, hear more of the gifts flowing than ever before. Just put your toes right against the front so we can fill in as many people as possible. Any of my strong guys, we might need catchers. If you're down front, just begin to pray in the Spirit. Don't stand too close to the first line in case somebody falls down, okay? Give space for the catches. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for what you're doing. In the name of Jesus, I release the anointing of God into you right now. A hungry heart, Father. A hungry, hungry heart. Lord, I thank you for meeting her, her heart's desire, Father. I thank you that she will speak words of life to people. In the name of Jesus, she will see the miracles. The anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing breaks the yoke. That bondage that, that's holding you back, that's holding you back. Oh, that torment in the name of Jesus. Step up beyond it. Step beyond it into the Spirit and you'll operate in those gifts in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I release the anointing of God into you right now. A new level, God, a new level, a greater level to hear your voice like never before. Like to hear your voice like never before because God's called you where no one else will go. So you will go and speak to those people that nobody else can get to because you are unique. You are, He created you this way with this unique personality to get to those people that nobody else will be able to get to. So speak the word, speak the word and they will come to life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for the anointing that's inside of her, Lord. I ask that it would begin to rise up bigger, 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 Lord, beyond her natural understanding, Lord, beyond her natural understanding, that you anoint her hands, Father, as she ministers to people on a new level, Father, that you would give her discernment, Lord, that she'd be able to see the good and the evil, Father, that she'd be able to have words and knowledge of what is happening that is holding people back, Father, that she would begin to speak life into them, and she will see them recover in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for a fresh anointing in her life, Lord. The anointing, the anointing, the anointing. A fresh fire, God, a fresh fire. Take him out of the box that you've got him in. Take him out of the box that you've got him in. He wants to move in a new way, a fresh way, a fresh way. As you've stepped out in prayer so boldly, you will begin to see the miracles happen. You are so bold. You will see the miracles happen. Oh, Father God, thank you, Lord, for your anointing, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for a fresh impartation. 
a fresh impartation. I see him washing away the old ways. I see a, a, a river flowing, washing away, and you're trying desperately to stand and hold on to it. God says, let it go. This is a new way, a fresh way I'm doing things. And no, your time is not up. It's not done. There's still more to give, more to touch, and there's more to do. And he said, this is a new way. You're going to feel a flow through you like you've never felt before. Thank you, Father. I release the anointing of God. I release that. A fresh fire. Oh, but you're so busy to hear. There's so much going on. There's so much going on. He hasn't stopped speaking to you. He hasn't stopped speaking to you. It's the quieting. It's the stillness. It's the stillness. It's the stillness. He's speaking to you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. And there's words, you will give to people that will bring encouragement. You're an encourager. You are an encourager. Father God, I release the anointing Holy Spirit. I release that anointing into Him. Oh, a new anointing, Father. Fresh fire in Him. A fire. I see scales falling from your eyes. I see scales falling from your eyes. God is revealing to you who He is. He's revealing to you what He can do. He's revealing to you your path you need to walk and the power that you walk in. Believe it. Believe it and you will see many things happen in His name. In Jesus' name. If you've been prayed for, just have a seat so somebody else can step up. I thank you, Father. I thank you for what you're doing, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing. I release the anointing of God into you right now. It's that hunger for the anointing that's going to keep you. 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 A freshness, Lord. A freshness. Strengthen her, Father. Give her the boldness to speak, Father. Thank you for the anointing, Lord. I release the power of God into her life right now. Oh, release that power of God into you. Oh, that fire that God has put inside of you. Oh, that's burned up. That's burned up your past. That's burned up what you used to know and what you used to think. As you begin to see yourself as He sees you, that's how you've stepped out and done what He's asked you to do. And He sees you bigger, stronger, greater, brighter, more powerful than you ever could imagine. I know that you've made changes. I see the Lord. I see you saying, God, I, I don't, I'm not looking at myself that way. I'm stronger. I'm looking at through your eyes, God. But God says, dream bigger. Dream bigger. He sees you so much more powerful. So much bigger than that. Don't limit him. Don't limit him. There are no limits with him. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I release that presence into her, that anointing. In Jesus' name. The weariness go in the name of Jesus. And the anointing come. The anointing come in the name of Jesus. I release the power of God into your life. I release the power of God into your life, the ear to hear your voice more clearly than ever before, the ear to hear your voice more clearly than ever before. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, for a heart's cry that she will see signs and wonders and miracles as she steps out. Because he's called you and he's chosen you for this time in this place, and you are needed. Your voice is needed. Your talents are needed. Your gifting is needed. I see you speaking even to children, to children all around you and them hearing your voice as it pierces their heart. Know that those words have seeds and they will have eternal value. I see children you're talking to, I see them having eternal consequences. Don't count those as nothing because God has given you place and position in those little lives. 
even children that are suffering at home, God is going to give you words of discernment to speak, to love, to encourage them, to help them. Thank you, Father. I release the power of God, the anointing of Jesus. Thank you, Father. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for a fresh fire, fresh fire right now in the name of Jesus. We call it, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your gifts operating in her life in a new way, in a fresh way, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for words of wisdom, words of knowledge, even as she speaks to people around her, Father. I see you're so hungry for God and it's like him pouring out, pouring out like a vase of, of his water, of his spirit on top of you. And I see you crying out for more like you're in a shower and I see this wave coming. This tidal wave coming, it's about to knock you right off your feet. Because uh, you have been faithful. You've been faithful stepping out with what He's given you. You've been faithful. He's going to knock you off your feet. The anointing is going to flow through you in such a powerful way as you've surrendered to Him. As you continue to surrender to Him and take that step of faith. I see it, Father. We receive it in her life, Father. We receive it, Father. Do what you want in a new way, in a new way, in a powerful way. In the name of Jesus. I release the anointing of God. More, Father. More, more, more as our hearts cry. Oh, Father, greater measure, Lord. A discerning heart, Father. Father, give words of wisdom to flow from her. Lord, Father, the word of knowledge would flow even as she speaks to people, that she would be able to hear beyond their words to their heart, to see the cry of their heart, to see the issues, but be able to have the solution, Father, as she speaks. As she'll have the solution as she speaks, Father. I thank you for, Father, a time with you that's more intimate than ever before. Take her into the secret place. Take her into the secret place, Father. Oh, I see it's such a love. So God just loves you so much. He's just drenching you in His love. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I release, I release the power of God in your life. I release the power of God in your life. I hear you have a voice. Use it. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying. You have a voice. Use it. Stop, stop, letting, people, stop letting people tell you what to say. You have a voice. Use it, the Holy Spirit is saying. You know the word. He's planted it in you. You know the word. He's planted it in you. Your spirit man is stronger. Speak from your spirit man, not from your mind. In the name of Jesus. Ah, thank you, Father, for this, this flower that's blossomed, Lord, in this good soil, Father. I see this little plant come back to life like a flower just blossoming in God's sun. Oh, but Father, you've called it to be so much more than that. Even as you've been wounded as a hurt plant, you're going to rise up and be a strong oak tree where people will come and find rest under your tree, under your leaves. They'll be drawn to you because of your, your empathy, but because of your strength of walking with the Lord because you've been through the fire. You've been through the trials. You've been through the heartache, and you're still standing. You're still standing, and God loves you. He loves you, and He's going to use what the enemy tried to destroy you with. He's going to use it to minister to others. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for the anointing, Lord. Break Him free, Lord. Open His eyes, Lord, to see what you've called Him to do. In the name of Jesus, I release the anointing of God into your life. I release it in a double portion. Oh, Rabakasada, give her favor, Father. Give her favor with the people that she's talking to. Let her be a light, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Father, for the fire that's in her, the fire of God. Holy Spirit, give her the wisdom to navigate, to speak from the place, Father, where you've called her to speak from. I thank you for words of wisdom and words of knowledge. For Father, for guiding her during this time. 
And as she's stepping out, Lord, that you'll meet her where she's at. Don't be afraid. He says, no, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about him, and he is meeting you where you're at. Every step you take, he's right there. He's guiding you. He's leading you. The words he's giving you are his words because you are surrendered to him. So trust him. Trust him in what he's giving you and telling you to do. He is going to meet you. You'll see. You will see the miracles, the signs and wonders, and give all the glory to God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I release the power of God into her life in a fresh way. The anointing in the name of Jesus, I release that power. I thank you, Father. Even those you have a sensitive ear to what the enemy will say, God says you have a sensitive ear to his voice as well. So tune out the others, tune out the other voices. You have the ability and the power to do that. So do that in the name of Jesus and watch what happens when you start trusting the voice of God in your life. Watch what happens when you start trusting it. Thank you, Lord, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now for igniting that fire in our heart, Lord. Touching her in a new way, a fresh way, Lord. I thank you. I thank you. There it goes. There's the anointing. Or you're going to do something in her that's not been done before, Father, that she's ever seen, Lord, because she has a unique, unique style, Father, and unique way of talking, Father, that people will listen to that again, Lord, that other people can't get to. I see God reaching other people that would never come to church, but you're going to reach them because He's given you smarts. He's given you such incredible intelligence that you're going to be able to talk to people of that rank and that intelligence who would never come to church, but you're going to pierce their heart with the gospel. You're going to pierce their heart with the gospel. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing in her. I release the anointing, Lord. I thank you for the fresh anointing in her life. Power, God. Power, Lord. Ask for wisdom, Lord. As you live surrendered, you will see the goodness of God. You will see the miracles begin to happen. You will have the words of wisdom and words of knowledge. When you stay surrendered, stop looking at yourself. Don't worry about yourself. Look to Him. Look to Him. Give all glory to Him. And you will see that. You will see the goodness. You will see His goodness. As I lay my hands on you, I release the power of God. Oh, that anointing, Father, that she's so hungry for, Lord, that she walks so closely in her heart, Father, in the secret place, Lord. In the secret place, Father, that she's cried out for more of you, Lord. More of you to your glory, God. I ask you to fill her in a fresh way, a new fire, a new joy, a new peace, a new understanding. Walk in what he's called you to walk in. Trust that. Trust it. Trust it. He is talking. He's whispering in your ear. He is talking. Trust the voice in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Father, I impart, I impart the anointing, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come right now with all your gifts, Father. That you begin to reveal to her, Father, where her strengths are, Father. As you begin to step out, Lord, that you would that she would use those for your glory, Father. That that you'd give her those words that are on the tip of her tongue, that she would speak them with boldness, because you have given her those words. You have given her words of wisdom and words of knowledge, Father. I thank you, Father, with her sensitive spirit, Lord, that she will hear you accurately and speak accurately. That joy that He's given you is His. That is that joy that people always talk 
spoke about that you have. It's his. It's his gift to you. You have a gift of joy, but guess what? He's given it to you because he's made you magnetic. People are attracted to you. They're drawn to you. They don't even know why, but they're drawn to you. God says, that's the gift I've given you so that they can see me in you. They will see me in you. So use that. Realize that it's for his glory. Realize that as people are drawn to you, it's for his glory. And then speak the words. Speak the words and the seeds will go into their life. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, I thank you for for Stephanie, Lord. I thank you for this anointing that's in her, Father, that she never misses a moment to talk about you, to share with you, Father. Lord, but even in her heart's cry, she wants more, God more, Lord. That's all we want is more of your presence, more of your voice, more of your power, Father. I thank you, Lord, that she's going to see mighty miracles, Lord, because you've got things lined up for her, God, that you're going to answer her prayer in a special way. I thank you, Father. I see him moving through you, moving through you. Just trust that. Trust that. I thank you, Lord, for your anointing. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God. Is that everybody? Pastor Brian. And I just sense that someone needs to hear the Holy Spirit saying, I'm not mad at you. It's the enemy that's planting that thought in your mind. And the Holy Spirit's just encouraging you to let it go. He's not mad at you. Thank you, Pastor Brian. I know we went a little long. I'm sorry for sorry for that. We'll apologize to Pastor Lindsay. But you know what? It's more important that the Holy Spirit gets ministers to people. That's what, that's what the Bible says. He confirms his word with signs and wonders, and that's what we need. That's what's going to change people. That's what's going to help them get through the day, get through the week, and be living on fire for God. If you still need prayer for anything, I'll still be here, but I'm going to dismiss the service. Thank you. Thank you for, for coming out. Thank you for being part of this service. Thank you for surrendering yourself and being open to God and the Holy Spirit. Hold on to those words he gave you. Don't let them go. Pray over them. Take them. Be intimate with Father God. Don't let those words go, all right? Awesome. We'll see you next Sunday. Thanks for coming out, guys.